The Hobbit, Chapter 1, Continued By some curious chance, one morning long ago in the quiet of the world, when there was less noise and more green, and the hobbits were still numerous and prosperous, and Bilbo Baggins was standing at his door after breakfast, smoking an enormous long wooden pipe that reached nearly down to his woolly toes. Gandalf came by. Gandalf! If you'd only heard a quarter of what I have heard about him, and I've only heard very little of all there is to hear, you would be prepared for any sort of remarkable tale. Tales and adventures sprouted up all over the place wherever he went, and in the most extraordinary fashion. He had not been down that way under the hill for ages and ages, not since his friend the old Took died. In fact, the hobbit's almost forgotten what he looked like. He had been away over the hill and across the water on business of his own, since they were all small hobbit boys and hobbit girls. All that the unsuspecting Bilbo saw that morning was an old man with a staff. He had a tall pointed blue hat, a long gray cloak, a silver scarf over which his long white beard hung down below his waist, and immense black boots. Good morning, said Bilbo, and he meant it. The sun was shining and the grass was very green. The Gandalf looked at him from under long, bushy eyebrows that stuck out further than the brim of his shady hat. Well, what do you mean, he said. You wish me a good morning, or mean that it is a good morning whether I want it or not, or that you feel good this morning, or that it is a morning to be good on. Well, all of them at once, said Bilbo, and a very fine morning for a pipe of tobacco out of doors, into the bargain. If you have one about you, sit down and have some of mine. There is no hurry. We have all the day before us. Then Bilbo sat down on a seat by his door, crossed his legs, and blew out a beautiful gray ring of smoke that sailed up into the air without breaking and floated away over the hill. Very pretty, said Gandalf. But I have no time to blow smoke rings this morning. I am looking for someone to share in an adventure that I am arranging, and it's very difficult to find anyone. Well, I should think so in these parts. We are plain quiet folk and, and have no use for adventures. Nasty, disturbing, uncomfortable things. They make you late for dinner. I can't think what anybody sees in them, said our Mr. Baggins. He stuck one thumb behind his braces and blew out another, even bigger smoke ring. And then he took out his morning letters and began to read, pretending to take no more notice of the old man. He had decided that he was not quite his sort and wanted him to go away. But the old man did not move. He stood leaning on his stick and gazing at the hobbit without saying anything. Till Bilbo got quite uncomfortable and even a little cross. Good morning, he said at last. We don't want any adventures here, thank you. You might try over the hill or across the water. And by this he meant that the conversation was at an end. What a lot of things you do use good morning for, said Gandalf. Now you mean that you want to get rid of me that I won't be good till I move off. Oh no, not at all, not at all, my dear sir. Let me see, I, I don't think I know your name. Yes, yes, my dear sir, and I do know your name, Mr. Bilbo Baggins, and you do know my name, though you don't remember that I belong to it. I am Gandalf, and Gandalf means me. To think that I should have lived to be good morning by Belladonna Took's son as if I was selling buttons at the door. Gandalf, Gandalf. Good gracious me, not the wandering wizard that gave old Took a pair of magic diamond studs that fastened themselves and never came undone to ordered. 
Not the fellow who used to tell such wonderful tales at parties about dragons and goblins and giants and the rescue of a princess and the unexpected luck of widow sons? Not the man that used to make such particularly excellent fireworks. I remember those. The old Took used to have them on Midsummer's Eve. They were splendid. They used to go up like great lilies and snapdragons, labradums of fire, and hang in the twilight all evening. Now you will notice already that Mr. Baggins was not, was not quite so prosy as he liked to believe, and also that he was very fond of flowers. Dear me, he went on, not the Gandalf who is responsible for so many quiet lads and lasses going off into the blue for mad adventures? Anything from climbing trees to visiting elves or sailing in ships, sailing to other shores. Bless me, life used to be quite in... I mean, it used to upset things badly in these parts once upon a time. I beg your pardon, but I had no idea you were still in business. And where else should I be, said the wizard. All the same, I am pleased to find that you remember something about me. You seem to remember my fireworks kindly at any rate, and that is not without hope. Indeed, for your old grandfather took sake, for the sake of poor Belladonna, I will give you what you asked for. I beg your pardon, I haven't asked for anything. Oh, yes, you have, twice now. My pardon, my pardon, I give it and I give it to you. In fact, I'll go so far as to send you on this adventure. Very amusing for me and very good for you. And profitable too, very likely, if you ever get over it. Oh, no, 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 sorry, I, I don't want any adventures, thank you. Not today, good morning. Uh, please come to tea anytime you like. Why not tomorrow? Come tomorrow, goodbye. And with that, the hobbit turned and scuttled inside his round green door and shut it as quickly as he dared not to seem rude. Wizards, after all, are wizards. <laughs>